And welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host as always, Alex. And with me this week, I have Dan. How are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm good, Alex. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's good to have some uh, football action back to talk about. I mean, it was a short off-season, but I guess without much in the way of pre-season friendlies or anything like that, it's good to see the boys out there and and get the signings bedded in uh, with a couple of games that we've had. Yeah, it was um, it was nice to see a few new faces get get their first run out in the city shirt. Um, I, I think the, the yeah the results. It's sort of hard to say whether they're whether they're really positive or or, or negative. They're sort of they're, they're sort of I don't know middling results for me really. Like the, we got the win against Sunderland, but it wasn't a particularly convincing um, performance. And I thought the performance was stronger against. Leicester, with albeit a, a very different youthful side, but then the result has gone against us there. So, um, just a bit interesting that I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we can start with that Sunderland game, and um, look, as you say, it's good to get the win. And as Brad and I sort of said last week, at the end of the day, it's just about getting that winning feeling back in the legs and and getting some confidence in the team. Great to see, essentially, what I would think is our starting eleven for the season. Um, start that game. We'll talk about the Eves injury after a little bit, but um, you know, I guess the the fact that we only had that one shot on target, no goals scored, a little bit of a concern from your point of view, or or, or more just concerned with you know, hey, look, we kept a clean sheet and we got uh, minutes in the in the legs. Yeah, I think um, it is concerning how little we posed in attack. Um, I expected more. From I think Wilkes in particular in the game, I expected a lot more. I thought he would have been able to get in behind and really expose Sunderland, Sunderland a little bit. Um, he never really seemed to get get going. Um, on the other side, Samuelson, um, I'm yet to really be convinced at all of anything that he's offered up. But at the other uh, other end of the pitch, I thought defensively um, across both games, really we've actually looked quite quite good for once and it's how long's it been since we had a clean sheet mm-hmm. so, uh, so it's hard yeah. to complain about that even if it is a dow and they'll all draw that, that, that we win on penalties I'm, I'm not really complaining too much there were there were plenty of good signs um overall i thought something you know even some of the, the new guys i thought doherty when he was able to get the ball and be moving forward he looked he looked quite promising um and I feel like I think that was one of the sort of hallmarks of his play in Scotland was 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 running with the ball and being an attacking player. So if we can get the best out of him, I think um, I think he'll deliver for us throughout the season. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, I think the defence was a real highlight for me. Um, and Ingram in goal was particularly well, not particularly surprising because he, he looked okay in the cup games last season as well. But um, it gives me a bit more confidence that if Long is out injured for a while, I don't know what the status of him is. I know he kind of copped a, uh, copped a knock in um, training. Um, but Ingram's, uh, you know, certainly capable deputy and uh, did well in the penalty shootout. Yeah, I thought um, even the couple of games he got at the end of last season, I thought he was quite, he performed quite strongly and, and quite well. So, um, it, yeah, he's, he's certainly um, obviously been keeping on his toes and, and um, it's, it's good to see 
him get a chance and, and relish in that, in that with that opportunity and, and, and grab it with both hands because he certainly did. Um, he pulled off some great stops um, and particularly, especially that first first penalty. Um, even if Greg didn't hit great, you know, he still had to, to dive the right way, get his body and everything right. So he's made the save and that's I think that's what really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. And and I guess the other real positive um, in terms of the new signings was uh, Josh Emmanuel at, at uh, right back. Um, who had that clearance off the line right at the start to, to sort of, I mean, you know, it seems typical City to concede at the start of games at the moment. Um, and he, he was on, on the spot to deny that, which was great. Uh, and, and and by all reports, had a really encouraging game. Yeah, he actually was. Um, he was one of, the, one of the better performers overall. I think he um, really surprised, I guess, surprised me a little bit for how accomplished and how strong uh, like a debut performance it was, especially because he is a, he is a, another young, young player that we've got. So, but he was, he was really strong and really accomplished, um, made a couple of good runs down the line um, to, to assist in, in, in attack, particularly in the second half. But um, yeah, he, he was really good. Um, I think uh, was, was Fleming on the other side. Yeah. It would have, yeah. Fleming. Yeah. Um, who was was strong as well, but was was caught out a little bit positionally a few times, which Smallwood had to cover him for, which meant he did a little bit more work than he probably needed to at times. But um, I think, uh, as we sort of have touched on, it was good to see. I think you know, Device and Burke look, look strong again, like they were, you know, twelve months ago. They looked really, really composed and really strong again for the most part. So it was good to see them see the defensive line back in a little bit of form. Um, yeah, good good times ahead, hopefully. Yeah, and and look, as some were saying on um, Twitter, it, it's good when you consider the fact that both of those fullbacks are essentially our second string fullbacks, with Elder and Coyle presumably going to be the um, the starting pair um, in the fullback positions. But um, and we'll talk about the Gillingham game in a little bit. But even though Coyle's available for that, you've kind of got to say that um, Josh has really taken this chance with both hands, and, and it'd be hard to drop him from the team. Yeah, I think that'll be that's going to be an interesting decision come the weekend. Um, what McCann does there, I guess. I mean, it's hard to say because I we've got no idea what Coyle's been doing in training. He could be training training the house down, you know, every day of the week. But I think um, if anything, Emmanuel has certainly staked a claim for that position on come Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then the negative from the game, I guess, is that Eve's injury um, after about was it twenty minutes, half an hour. Um, interesting implications from that being that KLP managed to get on the pitch, which was frustrating. He wasn't able to start the game, but then um, was shifted wide by McCann with, I think it was Samuelson put up at the top of the front three. Um, Is it a bit frustrating for you to see Lewis Potter sort of shifted out wide when, look, I mean, he, he seems to be quite a solid wide player and he's played down the wings quite well for us in the past, but he seems to also have that capability to play through the middle, which McCann seems to sort of be trying to avoid when he can. It is frustrating, particularly when you then look at what happened in the following game against Leicester, when he started in that number nine position. And the only chance we really created in the first half was where he dropped off the centre half, received the ball, turned and ran at the defence right in the middle, took them on and got a shot away in the box. And mm. that is not something that's been happening a lot for us. Um, any direct, like attack or penetration from, like from a ball carrier through the middle, it's always been 
it's been wing play, cross it in, and hope for the best a little bit. But so I think his uh, his, his sort of fearless, direct approach um, is something that I think we need to be taking advantage of um, better. I think just. Mm. And I think once Scott's back from um, international duty or um, or he's available to play, I, a front three of Wilkes, Lewis Potter and, and Scott would be such an attacking and scary proposition for League One sides where you have those three players all being quite um, aggressive attacking players. As you say, that's not something that City has seen a whole lot since Bowen and Grzycki left. And, you know, talking about Bowen, I mean, Lewis Potter just seems such a natural successor to him in the team. Um, we, you know, we're going to um, just just flog a dead horse to the point where we're saying that the, the amount of times that we've been saying that, you know, Lewis Potter should be starting more games. He started the one league game last season. Um, and it's kind of concerning for me that he started on the bench against Sunderland. I don't know what that means to his positions come the league games, but I would hope it means that he's going to get a couple more starts this season um, from the get-go, especially now with this Eves injury. Yeah, look, I'd be if if it was me, I I he'd be in my starting eleven based on those two performances, um, just the last those last two games because he came on and he tried to tried to make a difference and tried to have have an impact and and um, it's a fair bit more than could be said for some of the other players that are in the squad who seem to just be happy to be out there, I guess, and don't seem to be really grafting and grinding and pushing. Um, and fighting tooth and nail for to keep that shirt on their back. Definitely. Uh, we've got someone live watching along. So hello, uh, DJ Camel. Thanks for watching along live with us. Um, hope you're enjoying the episode. Um, we'll move on then. As you were sort of talking about there as well, the Leicester game, um, it was a very different side that took on Leicester's under-21s where we had five de- debutants, which was it was it was really good to see, to be honest. It was great to see um, Jones. Um, we'll talk about that transfer in a little bit. Alfie Jones coming in from Southampton, and Festus Arthur both got starts, which was um, really encouraging to get that depth experience. Um, but then also three debutants from the academy was great. So Cartwright and goal, and then Greaves is probably the big one, um, and then Callum Jones as well. So um, Greaves, obviously son of former Hull City player as well, Mark Greaves. So. Um, great to see, you know, it's not as often that you see father-sons in uh, football as you would in Aussie rules or um, or other sports down here. Um, it's pretty rare. So it, it's great to see him line up for City as well. And uh, look, he, he had a fantastic game and, and hopefully there's a pretty clear path to the first team for him. Yeah, I thought um, <clears throat> both Greaves and Jones, uh, Alfie Jones, that is, were uh, particularly strong, I think, in, in, in the centre of defence um, against Leicester. I think uh, Arthur was, seemed a little bit uncomfortable out on the right side of the defence um, in, I guess, I will assume is an unfamiliar position for him. We're going to assume that most of his time has been in the centre. Um, but, yeah, I thought those two were really good. Callum, I mean, both the Jones debutants, Callum was, was outstanding as well. Um, KLP was good. Um, as I mentioned, one of the only direct real attacking threats. Samuelson disappointed me. Yeah, I, I was um, going to ask you about Samuelson. Um, I guess both the Sunderland game and the Leicester game, and uh, I guess some of the performances we've seen at the end of last season. He's 
he, he's a very mercurial player, it seems, where he, he seems to have so much going for him and really could click and gel as a really great player, but just seems time on, time and time again to get pushed off the ball a little bit too easily, seems a little bit too lightweight uh, and just drifts in and out of games a bit. How did you see it? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think games seem to pass him by. Um, and there seems there's moments where he's he gets the ball and you think he's going to just take – he can take the, grain, the game by the scruff of the neck. He, he could just grab this and run with it or do something. And, and as you say, he just sort of loses it or there was just moments where it's just a, a flick pass in the wrong part of the field. A tried one, I think, from our 18-yard box. Like, right, yeah. Just, it's like just the wrong wrong time, wrong place. Just some silly things like that. And I don't know. He has he's got potential. Like he, there is a footballer there, but he just doesn't seem to quite he's not quite grasping senior senior football yet. So I don't know whether maybe it's just a time thing. Maybe he just I'm not sure. Maybe he does need to just hit the gym a little bit more. I'm not not hundred percent sure what's what's up. Um what's stopping him from really from really stepping up, but um, I mean, something's got to change within within him um, before he's really gonna. Before I think he really deserves a, a regular starting berth in 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 a city shirt. Yeah, definitely. And I guess if at the moment he seemingly preferred towards Potter, I don't know if that will have changed after the two um, cup matches. Um, look, at the end of the day, he, he's twenty three years old as well, so he's not a particularly old player by any stretch of the imagination. But I guess in our side, that's. Um, that's nothing new. Um, I think most players would be around that age or younger. Um, but, you know, um, I, I guess the main thing to talk about from the game, well, two main things, is the goals at either end is the Lewis Potter goal, which was really well taken, a, a great header as he seems to be doing quite often from a, from a lovely cross from Chadwick, um, and then the controversial penalty at the other end. So the Lewis Potter goal first, um, we sort of alluded to it a little bit already, but... Look, you know, if he gets the opportunities, he's going to put them away. Yeah, he seems to be about the only natural goal scorer we've got in the squad at the moment. Um, he's had limited opportunities and he scored in a few of them or, or looked dangerous in, you know, 99% of his, his appearances. So um, I think what was nice to see was from that the cross from Chadwick or the ball into the box was it was nice and early. Like it, it yeah. wasn't, it, we wasn't labored over the fact to try and get the ball into the box. We didn't, he didn't muck around with it too much. He got the ball. He looked up, saw the opportunity and just played it in there. And, and Ken Lewis Potter was in the right position to he rolled off, off the defender, made a nice run, lovely diving, had a ball, ball in the back of the net. So I don't know. I mean, there's not much else you can ask for really. No, definitely. Um, and then the penalty, pretty soft way to, to lose the game. Um, you know, I reckon I wouldn't see that given him on my Sunday league games. So uh, at a, you know, AFL trophy level. And and I did see comments to sort of suggest that, you know, the refereeing at the league one level isn't fantastic. So I'm hoping this isn't voting um, poorly for the season to come. Yeah, I don't, I, I just watched the replay of that penalty before. I had to watch it back two or three times and I'm still trying to find out what the penalty <laughs> was given for. Um, yeah. It was... It was a decision that baffles me, and I think it's sort of one of those things. You go, how? I mean, there's money on the line, like not a lot. It's not a lot at this stage, but you know, it's a 
we'll just call it a serious competition that has you know prize money attached and, and people are playing and it's I just that those decisions always seem to sort of come up against us anyway in in these sorts of these sorts of games and these sorts of positions where we always get in a a serious decision goes against us at a serious at a serious moment like if that goes ends one all I'm probably pretty happy with that as it is I'm a little bit disappointed yeah. that that we've that we've dropped a point or you know dropped a point in that in this group stage yeah and um I guess I'd also say pretty disappointing that uh, we didn't see Jakubovic in action. I think that was probably the main attraction to me for this game was the potential that he would line up in goal for Leicester. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the case. It was. I was actually surprised to an extent that Leicester didn't field any of their senior players. I think they were allowed two or three of them and thought maybe with the um, games coming up this weekend, they might try and give some runouts to uh, more senior players, but that wasn't the case. Um Look, it's you know, it's a it's a group stage of the of the trophy. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a cup run. And look, at the end of the day, silverware is silverware. It would be nice to win something. And and I think the final's still at Wembley, so um, that would always be fun. But yeah, like you say, it's it's more about the um, the form. And and I guess it, yeah, you know, that that late penalty gives you a bit of a sting and, and a little bit of frustration, which which shows that you know actually you know that winning feeling is quite nice. So. We've got the win against Sunderland, then the uh, the controversial loss here will hopefully galvanise the players a little bit heading into the weekend. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, before we do move on to talk about that um, upcoming game, we'll, we'll do a bit of a roundup of off-field news. And uh, we've already talked a little bit about the transfer of Alfie Jones coming in from Southampton. Undisclosed fee one-year deal with an option of another year in our favour. What do you make of the one-year deal? Do you think that's more a case of, you know, as, as some would suggest, City being City and penny pinching? Or do you think it's more a case of potentially the player himself sort of saying, I'll treat this as a loan. If we go up, fantastic. We've got another year together in the championship. If we don't go up, thanks. I'll head off to a championship club. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it could. I, I, in honesty, it's probably. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, I think there is some reluctance on from City probably to go out and sign everyone on long term deals. Hopefully, maybe they may perhaps even learn from their past mistakes. If they sign everyone to a four year deal, then at the end of those four years, everyone's out of contract. So maybe they're actually trying to space their contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there's probably an element of truth in in the idea that um, Jones himself has has maybe opted for a for a bit of a shorter deal, um, you know, and seen 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 that there's that opportunities at Southampton into the first team were going to be very hard to come by. Um, that um, he could come here and be, and be competitive for first team football. Um, if after twelve months it doesn't work out, he'll either. He can, he can move on either for, for, for essentially for free and go back. You know, he still has the fact that he's come through Southampton's academy and is yeah. a young player from there. So that's still on his side, on his favour. If, if it's only twelve months, then um, you know, and if he gets no opportunities this year, then that's not it's not going to count against him. I don't think he's young enough that someone else will certainly pick him up. Um, I think he. He's. I'm probably surprised that he like having seen him play and stuff that he actually did come to to us that he hasn't actually jumped at a championship club or that, that no one was was after him. But I guess time yeah. will, time will tell what happens. But I think it's probably 
it's probably is a little bit from from both parties that have agreed um, that 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 part deal was arranged. Well, he, he was on loan at Gillingham last season and made 30 appearances for them and um, by all reports can play a central midfield role as well as in centre-back. So he he's got, he gives us a bit of versatility there as well, which is really great because, um, you know, we're, we're a bit light on in, in central midfield stocks at the moment. We've we've brought in Doherty and... Um, um, Smallwood. Oh, Smallwood, yeah. I thought it was Smallwood and I was like, I'm, I'm, Honeyman and Smallwood, I, I keep... Tripping up on their nose. There you go. Um, yeah, Smallwood and uh, Docky coming in has bolstered that a little bit. But, you know, having a little bit more depth with him um, being able to play through there helps as well. Um, the other player that we've been linked to in the last day or so is Jacques Magoma, if that's pronounced properly, um, who was a former winger for Birmingham where he had 20 goals in about 168 appearances for them. I think he's about 31 or 32, um, which is interesting because it's not – hugely in our age profile but you know we do have a lot of young players and smallwood coming in helps give that a little bit more experience but having another senior body around the squad wouldn't hurt um so yeah and this could just be complete rubbish and paper talk but what do you make of the rumor and do you think there'd be a um place for him in the team um yeah i don't know i mean i think i'd be happy to to sign another attacking player um and an experienced well, that, I mean, this goal record at Birmingham concerns me, but I haven't actually looked further back. I'm not sure mm. what his record is like across the rest of his career. Maybe, maybe Birmingham was just a was a dry spell in what was otherwise has otherwise been a prolific career. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, I think that experience is always is always beneficial, especially when you have such the rest of the squad is so young. When you look at our main attacking threats, and you're talking. Wilkes, Scott, Ken Lewis Potter, you know, they're all in their low 20s, if that. Um, and then you've got Eves is maybe a year or two older than them. Emma Genesis is a year or two older than him. So roughly. So there's not a great deal of, of, of age and experience in our, in our forward stocks. So I think it could be, I mean, if it's, is it a free transfer? Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be a free transfer. Yeah, it could be a shrewd bit of business. Um, and if it doesn't cost us anything, just wages, then what have we, what are we, what do we really have to lose? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think when it's a free agent, um, of course, you know his goals for Birmingham would have been scored in the championship, so that suggests that potentially he'd be you know decent level for the League One. Um, and having that senior body with a bit of experience in, in various situations in football is, is always good to have out on the pitch when you've got young kids who maybe haven't been in a situation of, you know, they've come back from 2-0 down, we're up 3-2, they don't know how to play the game, they don't know whether to go for a fourth to kill it off or or sort of hold it at 3-2, for instance. Having those more senior bodies that have been around the traps and, and know how to deal with different in-game situations is um, is always a valuable thing, I, I would think. Yeah, I think um, I think you're pretty much spot on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on then. And what will be a regular feature this season is we'll do a player review each week, um, whether it fits the theme of the opponent that we have, um, maybe. Otherwise, it will just be 
one of the players in our current squad. But I thought, given we've already talked about him a little bit, given the injury against Sunderland and given our opponent this weekend is Gillingham, um, that we'd start with Tom Eaves, um, who obviously signed from Gillingham on a free transfer just over 12 months ago. Um, he'd scored 38 goals in, in 84 appearances for them, so was reasonably prolific at a League One level, um, but did struggle to make his mark for us in the championship with just the five goals and uh, three of those being, well, um, no, I think, uh, did he score the, the hat-trick in, in the FA Cup? Might have been in addition to those five. Let me just double-check that. No, so, yeah, so so five goals in the league and then three in the in the FA Cup. So, so um, eight goals all up for us last season in 42 appearances. Not not the worst season, not the worst first season, I would say, but obviously would have wanted to do a whole lot better for himself. Um, how did you find Eves in his first season with City and and his career with us so far? Um, yeah. Look, in terms of in terms of results, uh, disappointing. In terms yep. of of effort and application. Um, outstanding i can't there's not really i can't think of a game that i could there's maybe one or two that i could maybe think of where he looked lackluster and looked like he didn't have anything to offer but a a lot of the time he was he was busy and trying to get involved and trying to help and and trying to create things um with just without without having that 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 final touch or the, the opportunity to create i thought there was there was certainly a few very disappointing uh, attempts like where I thought he would have done a lot, lot, lot better with his head a few times, for example. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if I had to like grade him A to E, maybe like he's probably just above like a B minus or something. Like it wasn't wasn't terrible, but not outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And look, like you say, um, you know, with his head, he's obviously quite prolific. And that first goal for us against Sheffield Wednesday was um, a real. Uh, you know, glimpse at what he could do for us. And then that hat-trick in the FA Cup showed that when he gets the service that he needs, he can get in the positions and score the goals. Um, but then, you know, probably his best game that I saw or that I could think of is is the game against Leeds last season um, at Elland Road, I think it was. We did, we did lose the game 2-0, um, but I thought he was almost man of the match because he was just everywhere and he was working so hard and, and the ball would come up to him and he'd bring it down and he'd bring in the wingers and he'd play um, play the ball really well. And, you know, we were we were 1-0 down, I think it was, and then we had that chance to equalise it and they went up the other end and killed it off. But if we had equalised it, it, it would have been a game where you'd look back on it and think that Eves was a real contributing factor to, to the success in that game. Yeah, I think um, I think as I, I mean, you, you picked out that game, um, and I can can't I can't probably think exactly who the opponents are, but the same thing I could think of just yeah games where he was was really really strong. Um, so I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, the, the Fulham game as well, where he uh, his uh, famous goal that gets replayed all over again. Um, you know, look, he's 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 good on the counter as well. He's got quick feet. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, but w- when you look at the his League One record, um, mm. and and after you know that that year in the Championship last year, we have actually we have done in the world of good. Particularly now stepping back to to League One, you know he he could replicate. Rep- he could easy. He should easily be able to replicate his previous form um, here if we can if if we can give him the service. Yeah, definitely. And um, look, I haven't seen anything. Um 
too substantial on news on his injury. I know it was um, a reasonably serious muscle strain. Um, I think I'm just having a look. There's concerns that his ankle ligament damage. Um, I don't think they've actually confirmed how long he'll be out for. So, look, fingers crossed it's not too long. Um, as you say, I think if we give him the service, he'll score a lot of goals for us in this division, and it'll be a real shame if he misses a chunk of that through injury before the season even begins. So, um, fingers crossed he's back sooner rather than later. Um, but, you know, I suspect we'll be without him for the game against Gillingham, which would have been a really great game to see him in um, against his former side. But... Um, we do play Gillingham in our League One opener. Um, they're managed by Steve Evans, who I was actually surprised he was there. I missed the fact that he, he went to Gillingham because he was, um, I sort of th- I think I labelled him, he's sort of a budget Neil Warnock in the fact that he's managed uh, quite a few different league, uh, championship clubs, um, whether it was Rotherham, Leeds, um, a few others as well. Um, so he's been around for a little while. But he, he was at Gillingham from June of last year and uh, took them to a 10th place finish in the table. So nothing to be sneered at by any means um, and uh, and has, has been a reasonably successful manager for them. I, I was a little surprised when I was looking it up that their top scorer last season only scored five goals. So I don't know the full story behind that. I don't know if a little bit like us, potentially they had a more prolific goal scorer who, who left halfway through the season. But um, if their top scorer scored five goals and they finished 10th, that's a pretty commendable um, result. I don't know if that potentially means that they're going to be quite hard to break down um, on the weekend. Um, they they line up in a 5-3-2 formation, so it's going to be interesting to see how we come up against that with um, two strikers potentially causing us a little bit of trouble at the back. Um, and, and they've been successful so far in both of their cup games, 1-0 against Southend in the League Cup and 2-1 against Craw- uh, Crawley Town in the EFL Trophy. So, um, yeah, what, what, what do you make of Gillingham as an opponent first up? Yeah, look, honestly, for me, it's almost this whole season could well just be me going, look, I don't really know anything about <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to do a bit more research these weeks because it's exactly the same. I'm like, if if I didn't look up who the team is, I, I, I have very little knowledge of a lot of these League One sides. Yeah, I think um, what's it been? Uh, what, what are we? What was it like 10? It's almost, it's 10 is it 10 years or more since we've been down in yeah, League One? It would have been, I think. And I could be wrong. I think it was 03, 04 because oh, yeah. or maybe or maybe 04, 05. 10 years or something, yeah. Because 7, 8, and 6, 7, five, maybe 5, 6. Maybe it's 5, 6. Um, so what's yeah. that? Yeah, 15 so, years ago. Yeah, so it's, it's been a very little time uh, since we probably, since we would have even face them probably mm. um <laughs> so well that's and, um, and that's it. what's crazy is you look at a lot of these sides that apart from those yo-yo sides who've been up to the championship a bit there's sides in league one who yeah we wouldn't have played either in a fair while or in the case of for instance afc wimbledon we've never played them so um <clears throat> well i look forward to that episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um what do i make of killing yeah. him uh, don't know. I, I I think. Look, we're in League One. Uh, it's a whole new ball game this year. I think every every game is. I think every game will be tough. Um, so I, I expect a tough game. I don't expect us to 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 walk away 
like with it as easy victors, particularly after you know we we played against a, a reasonably strong Sunderland side and struggled to 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 break them down. Obviously, the very first game, but I, I think um, in time we'll get better. But I think this weekend will be a pretty tough match. And then um, I guess in terms of lineup, um, Eve's obviously the one to drop out at least from the League Cup side. Uh, we already touched on it a little bit, but would you sort of lean towards, I guess, Lewis Potter in to replace Eves and then maybe Emmanuel keeping his spot at right back and, and Coyle sort of has to, I mean, you know, it's great. We, we sort of brought these two guys in for this this reason. You want this competition, you want this fight that, for them to get into the side. So I, I, I feel like Josh has earned his place and, and starts the first game. Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, Emmanuel has earned the right to keep that spot at right back. Um, I imagine it'll be Device and Burke in the centre at the back. And I think Elder's only just coming back into training maybe today or tomorrow. So I think they'll yeah. basically independent. He's probably not going to start, which means you've got Fleming out on the left. Yeah. Uh, at this stage, until De Silva's future is resolved one way or the other, I think it'll be the same midfield three that played against uh, Sunderland. I think it'll be Doherty, Smallwood and Honeyman. I think, though, that Scott and Magenis are back from their international duty in time, I think. I'm not 100% sure. If they are, I'd probably expect them to actually slot back in. And it'll probably be Scott, Magenis and Wilkes, um, depending on, obviously, how they pull up and and everything and whatever happens with Magenis' red card because international red cards confuse the heck out of me um because it's uh they're in a different competition so maybe it doesn't it doesn't apply it wouldn't apply to that it would just be on his next international match i guess i think i think so i think so so they should be available if they're if they are back in time and everything then i I would expect them to come in if they don't then uh, yeah I, i would like to see klp start up top in number nine and then I don't really want to see Samuelson. Who else have we got to play left wing? Uh, it could be Barry or um, yeah, someone like that from the from the from the younger side. I I don't know. Um, I guess at this level, it's a little bit more um, more of a soft transition for those younger guys to come straight into the side. So we might start to see a little bit more of that blurring of the uh, under twenty threes in the first team mm. in that sense. And and the yeah. other interesting one is is Long is still injured, so it's gonna be Ingram in goal. Yeah, I mean, I sort of feel the same about that with Emmanuel. I think Ingram's had strong games or like strong game against Sunderland. I see no reason why he should just automatically lose his spot. Um, so I think he, you know, in other years it's been you know the other way around um, with with different keepers and different situations. So I think he's there fit at the moment. He deserves his chance. Um, so good luck to him. Hopefully, I mean, if he performs well enough to keep Long out of the first team, then he's obviously doing something right and we should be, you know, winning games. Uh, and so then just on winning games, um, do you have a score prediction for this one or a, or a prediction for the result for this one? Do you, do you, I'll put it this way. Do you go into this game thinking we should be looking to we should be expecting to win or, uh, you know, we, we should just be looking to get something out of it? Um, I'd like to win um, as I would every week. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think realistically, um, first game back in the, the division, it's been a 
crazy year. Um, you know, no real off season, just a, and then like a sort of a rushed preseason. It's all very strange. Um, I, I mean, I'd be happy if they get a result, they perform strongly. If it ends up a draw, then I'm not going to be too concerned. I, I think we do have enough firepower, though, um, that we should be able to 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 come away with points, um, with, with with three points. That is, um, I think if Wilkes can can get in behind and actually just turn it on. On, on the weekend, then I, th- I think he's going to be... He could, has the potential... Um, I mean, it, we, we've seen it before in previous years in, the, in that division that he can be very da- a very dangerous player there. So yeah. he's one to watch, I think. Fair enough. Um, and then, look, just before we head off, um, you did touch on there, Lopez. Do you What, what do you make of these transfer rumours and, I guess, the, the, the idea that he wants to leave the club and... McCann now saying that if, if he's you know not sold, he can come back into the side. Um, do, do you think we'll make any more sales before the window closes or do you think we should be looking to try to, I guess, you know, even if we don't necessarily get the fee we want, sort of get to a point where we say, look, if the player doesn't want to be here, it's better off letting them go? Yeah, I think um, this it's... It's it's one of those scenarios where it, we've we've seen it actually played out a few times, unfortunately, for us over the last few seasons. So I think if 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 an offer if an offer comes in that's close to whatever the club's valuing him at, and he has you know Lopez has obviously expressed a desire to play at a higher level because McCann came out today and or over the last couple of days and has admitted such, um, then then I think that it's not our position to hold him. From that, I mean, he's entitled to have those aspirations, and I think he did perform it, you know, well enough to to justify that belief. So, if he doesn't want to be here, then I, there's no point real, really, no point forcing him to stay because you just end up with a situation like Henriksen or you yeah. know, or who are all the others that, that we've had that happen with. So, yeah. you know, if, if they want to go, I think we should just let them go. But it, you know, we do. He is on a. He's still got a couple of years left on his deal, I think. Does he? So yeah, I presume so. Yeah. So I, um, you know, and so with some of the money that was being offered for him last year already, like the you know seven figure offers that came in. Yeah. So. I, you know. I remember saying to you at the time, and that was back when he was performing really well, and we weren't even in a relegation fight. Back when was it? Was it New York Red Bulls that were in for him? Yeah, I think they came in twice uh, in the January window. I just, I just feel like, and, and look, we're sort of living with that mistake is that even though he'd only been with us for six months, to be able to turn such an instant profit on a player, no matter how good they're playing for the team, you almost have to take it because as we've seen sort of happen is you suddenly find yourselves down a league, player doesn't want to be there, his value is probably halved, if not more, from the point of view of, well, he doesn't want to be here, which probably doesn't help his valuation anyway, plus the fact that we're now in a lower league, Um it's going to be an interesting one, but um, look, it's yeah. it's going to be great to it's going to be great to have um, football back this weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, I know I'll be tired on Sunday morning um, here, but I will make that sacrifice. Absolutely. Well, look, thanks for joining me tonight, Dan. Not a problem. No problem. And thanks everyone for uh, listening in or watching along live. Look, uh, we sort of mentioned it last week as well. We do have our Patreon up and running. It's great that we've got a couple of Patreons already. Um, We'll be looking to do our first Patreon uh, exclusive or Patreon um, 
episode that will go out to our patrons first before it comes out for everyone else, which will be a look back at the last decade of Hull City, which should be a lot of fun to do. Um, we'll be looking to do that in the next few weeks. So that will go out. Um, so look, if you're able to join up, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, if you join us for the episodes, hit that thumbs up button on the videos, leave a comment, give us your thoughts on the uh, upcoming game. And um, otherwise, until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. This is on fire. We're going higher and higher. There's no turning back, cause you're Amber and Black till you die.